Um, good day, everyone. You're welcome to another episode of the Believers Hangar with Akub Bajibulu Victor. And I believe your day is going on smoothly, and you're having a very wonderful day and a wonderful week. Uh, today, we are going to be considering the topic, which uh, is quite interesting and very, 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 very intriguing, because it's has to do with uh, how I believe in our quest to understand God and to understand what the things he has for our lives and what he has set us to do even as he has called us out of the darkness and split and has placed us in the light what his will is for our life and um, how he'd like us to go about our lives and what is that that deep inside in every situation he brings along our way what is that thing that's trying to make us understand or that's that underlying message he's trying to put across now that's the topic we are going to be considering today and it's what i titled understanding god's will now um a lot of time as believers we go through situations in life we go through a lot of things and then uh, while we're going through it probably we've tried to handle it according to our own understanding how well we can do it and then we just say that it's becoming too overwhelming for us we we don't have we don't have a way to go around it or over it or however it is we just try to put that situation in check but it's just getting out and then a lot of us just throwing the towel and then we're just like maybe it's god's will that i go through this or i experience this or uh, maybe it's god's will that i don't get that promotion maybe it's god's will i don't pass that exam or maybe it's god's will i don't do this i don't do that now but is that really god's will for our lives that's what we're going to be considering today and um from here um i'm going to be reading from my notepad here and um now, we, no, i've already said that a lot of believers are quick to tag a situation which isn't going the way that we have planned or they have planned and might really require faith to go through but they can't seem to but now the question is is that really the will of god now the nature of man is always in conflict with the things of god that one is something that we must understand whatever whatever it is we are going through not necessarily because a lot of time we just say that oh whatever we, we hear a lot of persons say that oh whatever it is your mind is the mind of god when you are giving back to your mind yeah we have a regenerated mind we have the spirit of god indwelling in us he teaches us things he reveals to us he, he paints the picture in our mind yes he sets us to do something and accomplish some things but most times what we really seem to be like oh it's not the will of god is what at that point in time god has been telling you my son my daughter calm down this is not my will for you but we're like no god i need this thing i kind of need this promotion i need this so after we've done everything possible we've exhausted all our strength we end up like oh maybe it's not the will of god for my life but you have known that all along but you just felt maybe it's just a voice in your head it's just something that probably is just trying to or maybe it's just um the pessimist in you but it could have been the voice of God so how can we tell but the thing is that the human nature the nature of man is always in conflict with the things of God so it is easy to attack whatever it is that we are going through as the will of God and we think God will is always in trials and temptation he has made it clear in his book he said that for my will for my thoughts my thought i know the thoughts i have towards you thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. now and also in john when he was addressing the um, the, the people in the epistle in in in, in, in um 
first uh, in first job he said for i will as above all things that he may prosper even as thy soul prospereth now one thing we must understand that it is god's will to bring us to an expected end an end that is found in him and in him alone now what is the will of god for us what is that will that we are talking about when we talk about the will of god what is that expected end now the expected end for every believer is that every man every creation will come to accept jesus and partake in his eternal kingdom now that is the will of the father now any will that will contravene this to bring us to an expectant and or anything that will challenge or will bring us out of our salvation or will negate us losing our salvation is not the will of God or anything that will probably add sin or will go through sin to establish the will of God or what we perceive to be the will of God that will in our life that is not the expected end now I'm going to bring in from New King James Version for I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope man have sinned we have come short of the glory of God we have sinned against God so naturally we became enemies of God through sin because as sin has separated us from God and has separated us from his will now God in his mercies God in his love has decided now to in his grace give us a hope and a future peace now it does not mean that we are not going to that's why jesus christ was saying said that for um in the world that you are going to face trials you're going to face tribulation but be of good cheers because i have overcame now that's say jesus christ has overcame for us now what he needs for from us his will is that we walk continuously in this victory we live we walk continuously with our head held high in the victory which he has gotten for us on the cross so most time when we go through about about things one thing we should understand in try in situations that we might be going through is check your heart your heart if it's aligning with the word of god or is in accordance with god's purpose for your life or you are just doing that because of your selfish gains or what you tend to achieve and probably when the thing doesn't go out then you're just in probably trying to fame fame um uh humility you just say oh it's not, maybe it's not god's will okay and then you start praying oh, father let your will be done blah 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 now as believers one thing we must understand is we will encounter trials and temptation from time to time but that is not what god has called you into now the temptation the trials will be permitted because god wants to refine in us bring us and sharpen us and justify us in himself and set us even as a light that has been set on a hill to prove and to shine forth and to show forth his glory now the will of god in the midst of trials and 
temptation is that in the situation we should not lose sight of who we are we should keep our eyes focused on the cross we should keep looking at the cross we should keep looking at jesus christ for strength for comfort for everything that it is that we need to get through the situation yes at times it will be the will of god to take us through some situation to humble us to drop whatever it is that is contending with him from our lives and to bring us even into that phase or to build in us strength and capacity for greater spiritual things now that could be the prayer the will of god but one thing we must always have at the mind at the back of our mind is that his will will never bring us out of the future and the hope which he has for us his will will never bring us out of his kingdom his will will never bring you his will is not to take you um into uh, a true um, sexual temptation and then you sleep with the person and then you get the promotion and then you're like oh maybe that's the will of god that okay i might sleep with the person that is an outright sin yeah joseph went through that temptation but he understood he said that why must i do this great sin and sin against my lord and my master now he understood that he was there to represent god and god was blessing Spotify his master because of him in the, because of him in the house. So he understood that oh, if I'm going to say ah, uh, if I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to be sleeping with my master's uh, my master's wife, my boss's wife, ah, uh, and then probably I'm going to be enjoying. I'm going to be in another um, another level, enjoying what my master is enjoying and all of that. That could be the will of God to bring me into plenty. But he understood that he had to let go of that and that the will of god was not that he sinned and bring disrespect to the name of god of god but that he stood his ground and when he does that god is going to bring him that future and the expected hope i don't know if you understand this but trials and temptations are not ways that god confirms of our being in him that's why he gave us his spirit at a lot of time people say uh trials and temptation when we go through temptation that is god's way of confirming that we are truly his he doesn't need trials and temptation to confirm you he already gave you his spirit romans chapter 8 verse 16 the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of god so if you're looking trials and temptation is to build in us character and to show uh to show to the enemy that truly we are his son but to himself he has given us a spirit to bear witness with our own spirit that yes truly we are the sons of god so going through tough situation going through hardship is not god's way of saying oh i'm 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 confirming this son i'm confirming this person that yes he has been my because he did not he did not fall in the temptation he did not know he did that so that he can glory and say that yes truly i have a representative but to him he has a spirit inside of you and he has given his spirit so that the spirit will bear witness with your own spirit that truly you are a son of god so times we might be faced with some situation that might have been permitted by god to our life now a perfect example of that was job now job was somebody who the bible said walked uprightly i'm going to read from job chapter one job chapter one verses now um verses six now there was a day but let's let's look at verse one first there was a man in the land of us whose name was job and the man was blameless and upright the one who feared god and shunned evil and seven sons and three daughters were born to him now and his possession now that's talking about all that job had and everything that god has blessed him with and how he was upright every day 
offering burnt offerings even according to the number so upon every son he gives and every daughter he gives a burnt offering that the son does if anything that the children might have done in their heart or wherever it might be that he does he atoned for them but there was a day that the son of god came to present himself before the lord and satan also came among them and the lord said to satan from where do you come so just uh, so satan answered the lord and said from going to and fro from the of the earth uh, on the earth and from walking back and forth on it now the lord said to satan have you considered my servant so what satan is saying there is that i have been going about the only job thing i know to do just as first peter said that we, we are for, for we, uh, we should be aware for us the devil our adversary walking around looking for where uh, it's like a walking around prowls around like a roaring lion looking for whom he will devour. so what he's saying now is that oh jesus uh, oh, oh god my lord and master i have been doing the thing i know how to do going around looking for whom i will devour. and then jesus christ okay said oh ah so that means you did not see my son job and then so uh, the Lord said, oh, and then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And there is none like him on the earth. Now you see that God was boasting about Job's uprightness to the devil. Now he was already a son. God had confirmed in him that yes, he is his son. He, because he worked perfectly, he kept the statutes of God. He, he, he taught his children to do so and was always atoning even for his children that whatever sin they might have done or committed in their heart he was atoning on their behalf now but the devil now knew that he could not touch job so when jesus said oh have you seen him he is somebody who is blameless and upright one who fears god and shuns evil so that's saying that that the devil does not even have any form of right over job then the job uh, satan answered and said uh, and so Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the world, the works of his hand, and his possession have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely cause you to your face. Now he's telling God that, Oh, if you does that, he's going to cause you to his face. Now, the reason why God made Satan to tempt him and to afflict him was so that he could glory. He could receive glory over the life of Job. So now, what another thing that we, whenever we are going through situations, is that the will of God in that situation is that He gets the glory, He gets the honor of whatever it does at the end of all of these the trials and situations however it might seem however hard it might look that He gets the honor He gets the glory at the end of everything which definitely God did. So now, uh, sorry, I'm reading from my notepad here. Now, the best way to understand and get acquainted with the will of God now is where is the Bible. One thing is that Job was not just somebody who just did the sacrifice because he just felt that was the best thing to do, the religious thing to do as, uh, as a man that was living in us and and uh who loved the lord or to just show to the lord that he loved god but he did that from an understanding of the scripture though uh, uh um a lot of time we are we are so caught up in our culture of just trying to uh doing some spiritual exercise so that we could be like 
we are taking care of our spiritual side we are trying to be all spiritual and all of that but the thing is that to understand god the best way we can understand god now one thing is that we cannot understand god completely but we can understand or we can have a sneak peek into the heart of god from one place is what is what the bible the bible is what he has given to us to give us a sneak peek to how he operates what he what he is what he stands for his principles his commandments and what he expects of us for now the most basic way which god reveals to man his nature and mind and this is also his will revealed to us now not in the situation if you're looking to find the will of god in a situation you are getting it all wrong the best way to find god and to have a sneak peek into his mind is through the word through the word of god we understand and we have a sneak peek into who god is because it is when you under is when you read the word you see how he relates with god uh, how he relates with the word how he relates with himself and how he expects us to relate back to him but if you're looking at your situation you might be forced to to rely on your emotions and at the end of the day you might actually make a shipwreck of your faith your life and turn out to be a complete enemy of god so you have to look at the word to understand how to understand god's will okay jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 said for if my plans for you for my thoughts of for you are thoughts of good thoughts of peace thoughts to prosper you thoughts to this so i am not enjoying prosperity i'm not enjoying um, peace my life looks like a shamble my life looks upside down of what the bible have said or what did this thing so uh it's rather than rely on the word of god to provide for us so-called understanding into how to understand the situation they all look at it like oh uh, maybe i've been living with this for like five years of my life i've been living through this for like 10 years and it has never gotten better uh, that is that definitely there's no god to do all of those things and then we begin to kick against god and begin to kick against this person and begin to build in our hearts hatred for him rather than to love him and to trust him to pull us out and pull us through the situation so we end up making a mess of our own life so the best way is to look at is to look at uh is to look at uh the word of god now another thing is now the word of god is uh gives us a sneak peek but now another step there there, there are some steps which are listed here in understanding the word of god so whenever we are trying to understand the will of god for our life there are steps at which we go through now number one in, in this now as the word uh, the, the word of god the bible is an overview of how i understand the will of god but there here there are some other there are some steps some there are uh, baby steps into how we can understand the will of god now number one is love love now i wrote here i believe that when the teacher who asked jesus about what the greatest commandment is wanted to know the will and the mind of god on how we are to live and serve him better now and jesus reply tells us how much or how the we uh, how we can understand and live out the will of god now mark chapter 12 mark chapter 12 verses 29 i read from here mark 12 29 now that's where the, the uh 
the teacher was asking was asking Jesus now Jesus answered him and said let me read from 28 the one then one of the scribes came and having had them reasoning together perceived that he had answered them well asked Jesus which is the first commandment of all now Jesus answered him the first of all the commandment is hear O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength this is the first commandment now you must understand that loving God takes work it takes intentionality now and it takes somebody who loves somebody to actually set out to understand the person and to understand how the person works and what are the person's plan for the person and as now if I if, 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 if I love someone I, I would take it upon myself to understand the person's nature what the person likes what the person doesn't like what gets him angry what doesn't get him hungry and so that at least we can have a smooth relationship we can relate smoothly and um, without uh, without any friction between us and then in that I when I understand the things that gets him happy now I can tell the things that he will naturally do to me so now if you're if, if, you, if you're saying that um we, we want to know the will of god but we, we we do not love him now jesus christ is saying here that you your the lord your god is one and you shall love him with all your heart with all your mind and with all your so that means that everything about him you want to know you want to know how he he uh, he, he, he he operates you, because if you love god you know that he is somebody who cannot tolerate sin so sin can definitely definitely not be his will for your life now you are in love with somebody you you're saying okay i so much love this person i want like to live the rest of my life with him now though when you love god with all your heart purity abstinence will be your anthem not that you will say oh i love him we are connected together in uh, in the spirit but you have not committed you have not done the right you are not legally married before god and before men but you keep on committing fornication with the person and you're saying, no, it is the will of God that we are together. God has so brought him together. That is not the will of God for you. Because the will of God will never tolerate sin. The God said that for my ears are not too heavy. Neither is it my hand that is too short that I cannot hear or deliver you. But it is your sin that has separated me from you. Now, that's to tell you that God is so much righteous that he cannot condone sin. And his will will never harbor sin. So when you love him, you wouldn't want to hurt him. When you love him, you take a time to understand and to study the scriptures, to know the heart and the will of God concerning the matter, how God feels and how God wants you to deal with it. And when his spirit is in you, you will love him with all your heart, with all your mind and with all your soul. Because that means your entirety is in relation with God. That's responding to God in love. Now, he said that first step to understanding the will of God is to love with our all. For it is someone we we are in love with that we actively and consciously try to please. Now, in understanding God's will, we will have to really genuinely love him. For this act as a driving force to want to know his will. It's that simple. When you love him, it serves as a driving force to want to know his will. To please him and make him happy at all times. Now, and most importantly, it, it takes love to actually like, uh, to, to actually live out the will of God as it's not enough to just know and understand the will of God. So even if you know the will of God, 
you understand everything in the scriptures, you know everything, it still takes love to live out the will of God. Because it is not just enough to know. You might know, they might have told you, some knows through prophecy, through that, but because you rely on their emotions, they, they cannot hold on to the end. Because they were like, no, I, this is getting too much, he's doing this, so they, they are not ready to pull through. Why? Because they do not love him. Because the reason why Joseph ran out, even leaving his clothes behind, was that he loved the Lord. That's why he said, why will I do this great wickedness? He didn't say this thing. He said, great wickedness. Because he knew that he's going to hurt the sin. Now, that's why the Bible says that. The Bible speaking says that for every other sin, we, cre- we, we, we do it out of the body. But the sin of fornication, we do it against our own body and we defile the temple of God. So somebody you love, you won't defile where he dwells. He dwells in you. Now, it is his will to dwell with you, to relate with you, to fellowship with you, and to show to you the things and the mysteries of the kingdom. But when you are destroying and defiling his temple, you are breaking his heart. So if somebody, if you, 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 you need love to understand and live out the will of God upon our lives. Now, number two is faith. Romans chapter 10 verses 17. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, the will of God is revealed to us oftentimes in the world, and um, it's his will that we become like him, but most of the time, situations and other factors around us make us to live in doubt most of the time. You're saying, oh, after all, God, look, look, look at Joseph. Joseph has been promised that he was going to be a ruler, he was going to be a shine, but now first he was sold into slavery by his own brothers. Secondly, when he where he was even taken, he was getting a ray of hope again. He was lied against and was thrown in prison. But he understood, he stayed true. He was there, trusting in God, continually fellowshipping in God, and he had faith that God was going to deliver him. And when it was the appropriate time, God brought him out and when his brother came and then were feeling sorrowful that they sold him into slavery he said what you meant for evil the lord meant for good he understood that god's will for his life was to bring him a future and a hope but the journey and the path to that place seemed was rough and he was living in it his life was almost something of the ups and downs he enjoyed favor at some point at some point he was the most hated person in the room and at some point he was in the prison that he in fact to a point he had to give a report of somebody's death by interpreting somebody's going to die and so probably might have just looked at it that his life is just a bunch of ups and downs a bunch of um mystery and all of that but he had faith so faith is very important now when you hear the word of god it brings faith and it establishes trust in us. We are able to have faith in him that he who has done something or he who has said something is able to bring it to pass in our life. So to understand and to live out the will of God, it requires faith. And also to build our faith, we need to read the Bible. Read the Bible to give us assurance. That's why the Bible says that in Hebrews chapter uh, 11 verses 1, he said that for faith is the substance of things um, hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so that's to say now you the future and the hope gets substance and is evident and is made real in our heart and in our lives when we read the word and by faith in the word of God that God has said it in his word he has proclaimed it over my life and he's going to bring it to pass 
So regardless of the temptation, if I'm walking through the deep blue sea, if I'm walking even through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the rod and the staff, they continually go with me and they comfort me. Why? Because the just, as the Bible also said in Habakkuk chapter 2, it said that for the just shall live by faith. So when you are just and you understand that God has a glorious future, if a glorious future for you, you live according to the faith that has been provided in Jesus Christ. That's Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Now, the just in this context now are those who understand the will of God and has aligned themselves with his will. Now, that's why Jesus Christ was saying, I think, uh, I think either in uh, Matthew or Luke, where he was saying that um, those that are, uh, that, uh, that, 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 that my brothers and my sisters are not the ones that are better of me, but the, my brothers and my sisters are they who, uh, who do the will of my Father, who do the will of God. So, to be just and to be justified is to do the will of God to have knowledge not just head knowledge but a convicting knowledge of what the will of god is and to follow after it diligently now number three is trust now although trust and faith they are synonymous and we often use them in place of each other now they are both individually unique and they play a vital role in understanding god's will now faith helps us to believe in the reality of the will of god now trust helps with direction trust helps us with direction because when we believe, when we have faith in in god for the reality of the will we believe it is true then we trust him to direct us we trust his leading through the holy ghost to lead us in the right way so we have to learn to trust him at all times even when it seems like we are headed towards uncertainty and we just have to trust him to walk us into his will Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path now number one thing is that God is the only one that understand that knows the end from the beginning he knows how our lives will turn out he knows his plan for us which are plans of good plans of peace to bring us to an expected and to bring us to bring us a future and a hope so now when we trust in him with all our heart now that is saying that we are permit me to use this word we are trained all our reasoning not probably all now but what it means is that we are not relying on our own understanding because one thing about human beings is that when we are faced with such situations and challenges we tend to start looking for people who have gone through such type of things and we're trying to look at how they went through it how they do and then in our own smartness or in our own wisdom we are trying to be like okay if i do this thing as this person did it I, or if i did not do what this person did i won't be able to fall into this mistake and all of that but what we are saying is that you need a complete trust in god to live out his will now not just understanding it when you understand it through faith trust lights your path it directs your path because when you trust in him that means you are relying on him totally you are saying i have given myself away to you i have given myself because that's why some uh, the psalmist was saying that your your your, your um your word is 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 uh 
is your word is a light unto uh, is, is, is a lamp unto my feet and then a light unto my path so complete trust in god complete trust in his word faith in him and he will surely direct the path that's why the bible is saying that for the path of the righteous is directed by god and it shineth brighter and brighter unto that perfect end so the thing is that it might seem in the natural sense that it's not looking as you might want it to be but the thing is that god has promised that at the end of it all it's going to shine bright and shine bright until it comes to that perfect end to that perfect future that perfect hope that he has in store for us then number four uh i think uh, we've talked about love we've talked about um, faith we've talked about trust that's number three and then number four is prayer now prayer is a place where you get clarity into the will of god a prayer man is a man of clarity because in the place of prayer we get revelation in the place of prayer we get peace in the place of prayer we break forth and we break through now numbers chapter 14 verse 28 now it says say unto them as truly as i live say the lord as he has spoken in my ears so will i do to you now um these scriptures let's open to the place to get to really get a, a peek into the into what transpired there because there that was where the children of israel were complaining and they were talking to moses and then saying all manner of things but it was not really for a good god there was telling us that whatever is it that we say we utter in prayer he does now and the, i'm going to read from 26 and the lord spoke to moses and Aaron, said how long shall i bear with this evil congregation who complain against me now you see these are people who do not understand the will of god they do not understand so they kept on murmuring they kept on relying on their emotions anytime is good god is good every time is bad god is an evil god they were they, they were fluctuating in their distance so they were striving and they were hurting god they were grieving god because they do not know his will so and they were not close in god they they uh they do not understand that god has set them aside as people who were to worship him and were to bring him glory through their proclamation in their words in their deeds in their actions in their life every day god set them apart so that he could get glory from them but every day what he gets is that he got his heart broken he got his heart grieved by them so they were murmuring to aaron and moses now how long shall i bear with this evil condition who complain against me i have had the complaints with the children of israel make against me now say to them as i live says the lord just as you have spoken in my hearing so i will do to you so whatsoever it is you have professed in your mouth as the will of god for your life that he will do so to understand the will of god you have to pray with understanding prayer is a very powerful force and a vital force in the life of a believer that prayer determines how far you go in in in, in living out your purpose in fulfilling god's will for your life and living out the will of god for your life and in in, in numerous in fact it's where you grow spiritually prayer is a virtual thing now a lot of times we christian we feel we just sit somewhere and just keep praying 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 you could be eating and still be praying your thoughts you could reflect on your thought and it could be prayers 
Now you could see that here it was not like they were gathering and they were praying and saying, Oh God, you have been killing us. Look at this copium bite, uh, bitter water, all of this. We are never enjoying. Is it not that this thing? And then after they finished, and I said, In Jesus' name, we are praying. No, they, it was what they were professing in their mouth, and they never knew they, it, it, it did not occur to them that God was hearing them every step of the way, every walk of their heart, every walk, every thought of their heart, every word they were saying out. He was going going into his Henry. So that's why I said he now sent Moses and Aaron back to them. Now say unto them that as truly as I live, yet the Lord, as he has spoken in my ear, so will I do to you. So power is a um, prayer is a very powerful force in the hand of a believer. Now, when you understand the will of God, you trust him completely for direction and you have faith that what he has said is going to do it. Now, another force in your hand is that of prayer. You can pray His will into your life. Pray it into manifestation. And whatever looks like the will of God that is naturally the will of God, you can pray unto God and it will be revealed to you that the true form will be revealed and then you will understand that, okay, this is God's will, this is not God's will. Look at Jesus Christ. He submitted His will in the place of prayer. He said, oh, Father, if you can have it done, that this cup should pass over me. But in that same place of prayer, I said, Oh, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. So that's saying there that the flesh was trying to show him the, 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 the rigors ahead. The flesh was trying to tell him that oh, the cup you're about to drink of is a very deadly and a bitter cup. How are you sure you're going to be doing it? Your strength is going to fail you, all of that. But he understood that the will of the Father, the will of him that has sent him, is to pay the sacrifice, to pay for the sins of man, to pay the ultimate price that man will be saved. So his will was subjected to the will of the Father in the place of prayer. So one thing is for sure, and that's how happy and delighted God is for his children to know and understand his will. Now, imagine how delighted God will be when He come, when we come to him in prayer to reveal to us his will. So when we go to him to reveal to us his will in the place of prayer, he will be so delighted, so happy to reveal to us. Well, a lot of time we we, we 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 rely on what we, we we tend to look at the will of god concerning or um, from the light of what the word expects from us what the word expects us to be doing or what we should be doing at a particular time oh in 30 years uh i should be getting the job now i should be doing this now i should be doing that now should have launched into my next phase of career whereas when god's will is that you stay there to hear from him that he teaches you this way I reveal to you the future. But you're like, no, I'm in a hurry. I want to do this. I want to do that. Then we have our way. And then at the end of the day, we'll make a crash of ourselves. And then we'll be like, ah, God, God, why? God, why? Whereas all along the way, he had wanted you to tarry in the place of prayer so that he will reveal to you his will. Now, number five, which I mentioned from the beginning, is the word. The word remains the only place where you can get a peep, a sneak peek into the mind of God. Now, if there's any way by which we can hear and see God's mind, then it's definitely through the word of God. Now, the word is a comprehensive detail outlined of the intent, nature, and definitely the will of God. Now, therefore, the word of God has to be a part of us, not a part of our routine, but something our tripartite nature must have in common. Feed your soul with the word. You 
fill your spirit with the word and you subject your flesh with the word now in order to do the affirmation ways to discover the will of god now if the word is not in our life as the foundation then all becomes an effort in futility if the word of god is not the basis upon which you pray upon which you trust upon which you have faith then you will be deceived into having faith putting your trust and praying to the wrong figures so the word of god gives us a snippet now let's look at john chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 and let's see what the what god was saying god is saying there what john was saying there is through the holy spirit john chapter 1 verses 1 down to 3 now in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god now the word was god and he was in the beginning with god and all things were made through him and without him nothing that what nothing was made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men i read verse 4 for us to gain understanding so that's telling you that the foundation of everything on the earth that was created the birds you everything has their foundation in the world the world we are made to understand is a person the person of jesus christ so if you are saying that oh uh, i want to understand the will of god the will of god is that i become um, a dj in a local nightclub where you're going to be dancing with strippers strippers and you're doing that and you're saying oh i have to show them the spirit of excellence in what i do so that they will know that god is excellent is that is blah 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 that god will never be magnified he will never be glorified in sin but in righteousness and heals in it in, in holiness god is a holy god god is a righteous god and he expects that they who will seek him also must do so in truth in righteousness and in holiness and his will is always and is ever in the place of righteousness in the place of holiness in the place of his word the word of god is the basis upon which everything is made and even if God is going to come and appear to you in a dream and say, Oh, my son, I have called you to be an engineer. He will still not speak outside his word. And his word is the Bible. The Bible, uh, permit me to say, carries the same authority at which when God appears to you and speaks to you, the authority with which he speaks to you, the Bible carries the same authority. Uh, because the Bible is saying in, uh, in, in Timothy, First Timothy, in first timothy saying that for the word for the bible was given through the inspiration of the spirit for uh sorry uh, um Second Timothy verses four. Verse for the time uh, uh I can't seem to find it but uh what I'm saying is the word of God um sorry I found it 
um second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 now all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for right for instruction in righteousness that the man of god may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work the will of god summarized in one verse all scripture is given by the inspiration of god so if you want to understand the will of god and if you want to look and you're looking for one big revelation big revelation and you're praying and you're fasting and you're saying god show me show me show me but all he wants you to do is just to take his word read what he's saying in his word so that you can discover his will for your life and discover his promises for your life for that is where even because when he sent when he said he was promising us the holy spirit he said and when the holy spirit shall come he shall not speak of himself but he shall speak to you and shall show you and reveal to you things which i have taught from you and shall take of me and teach to you so even the holy spirit does not come and tell you something new it still comes and tells you what is in the word of god so if you must understand the will of god you must look into the will of god and i believe that we have been blessed by today's episode and uh please i would like us to please share this and subscribe to our social media channels so that we can get more updates and more teachings that are biblically um, inspired and then they are theologically sound for us to into getting a peek and getting to understand what God's mind is for us what is what is what he wants us to know at certain points of our lives I, I remain Akobe Ajibolo Victor and until next time remain blessed have a wonderful week ahead of you